While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. that last week's episode my prediction on the supreme court shooting down uh what did what did the they used the heroes act to try to go for student loans and, and cancel out at 10 to 20 and and you know we'll, we'll look at that later today uh in, later today later in this uh this episode but first off before we get there uh a big shout out to our patreon members that's lish james cindy melinda sabrina leslie leo and adam uh, if you want to figure out how you can support the show and get additional bonus content for Classroom Brew, just stick around at the end of the show and you'll you'll hear all about that. Uh, but welcome to the podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm a teacher, a coach, instructional coach, and I run this podcast. Uh, and no longer coaching during the summer, so I actually get a full summer, which has been uh, truly, truly lovely. Um, <clears throat> and I just came back from Florida, so I'm a little bit out of sorts. Um, it was essentially bachelor party weekend. Uh, for me, so it was cool getting worlds to collide. And while we were there, pretty much the first day, that's when the uh, I think it was Friday, the last day in June, when the Supreme Court usually uh, releases a lot of decisions. End of June. Uh, that's when the news came in. <laughs> we were all a bunch of college buddies, uh, depressed about it. So cheers to that. Um, now I understand there is a new, uh strategy if you want to call it that a new strategy with uh the supreme court's uh decision so because it was shot down uh i wonder too how did each of them vote i'm gonna guess it was a solid six to three you know six more conservative supreme court justices and three more yep look at that this is uh according to cbs news it says the supreme court decided Six to three that the Biden administration does not have the authority to wipe out nearly half a trillion dollars in student debt. That's one way to put it. Uh, you could put 500 billion, but they decided to say half a trillion because you get that number. Uh, the decision denies relief to about 40 million Americans who stood to have up to $20,000 in student debt erased by the plan using the HEROES Act. Uh, so Supreme Court justices, well, again, it's six to three. I can pretty much predict that. So it looks like <clears throat> the Chief Justice John Roberts, he voted, he delivered the majority opinion. So there you go. We thought he might be the, the swing. Um, he might be one of the ones that could uh, change things. But uh, basically saying that the Secretary of Ed does not have the authority to waive or modify the HEROES Act. Um, oh, sorry, has the authority to waive or modify the HEROES Act uh, but not rewrite that statute from the ground up. Uh, so the the cancellation plan cannot be called a waiver. It not only nullifies existing provisions, but augments and expands them dramatically. And then it sounds like Clarence Thomas, of course, Samuel Alito, Gorsuch, 
Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett. They all sided with him, uh, pointing out that congressional authorization, I mean, it's not shooting down student loan forgiveness to point out. Uh, It's shooting down this attempt at it. Uh, So that means that uh, Kagan, Sotomayor, and Brown Jackson were the uh, three who, uh, what do you call it, dissented? I almost said defected. (laughs) Maybe after this, they might want to defect. Uh, so that that didn't work, the the Heroes Act, and you know I've you know the student debt something commission that sends emails and stuff like that. Um, I've been sending to we got a rally. No, this attempt is over. But what I was hoping, and I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, what I was hoping all along is that the Biden administration was saying, uh, we we don't need a Plan B publicly. But behind the scenes, they already had their next steps, hopefully, you know, plans B, C, D, E, F, and G um, ready to go. And and sure enough, you know, I think later that day, um, which felt like, you know, hours for some people, I'm sure, uh, leaves a lot of people in limbo, uh, they released their new plan. So they're going to essentially try to do this through the the Higher Education Act, uh, which a lot of people were saying was the the first option that they should have been doing. I'm just going to drink heavily throughout this one because that... That 20K would have really helped with uh, wedding and life expenses. Um, so I know there's something called the uh, save plan where it's going to help kids. Kids. Well, yeah, they are kids in some cases. Uh, when they slowly uh, uh, get back into repayment. Kind of like an on-ramp and things like that. But likely this is going to take a year for the, uh, the, the administration to use this, this statute. Uh, it's basically now that the the Heroes Act. I mean, there's so many there's save heroes ramp, uh, all this stuff. Uh, and with with all that being said, they're they're moving on. Uh, payments are going to start back in October. So if you are doing student loans, uh, repayment rather, uh, be prepared for that. But uh, now they're going to use the Higher Education Act of '65, uh, and it's apparently a federal law, and it it gives, uh. Some there are there are provisions in there that help out student loan borrowers, uh, including uh, there's a quote here: the Secretary of Education has the authority to compromise, waive, or release. Now, in this article, it's saying student loans, but I, I feel like we got to look up the exact um, Higher Education Act of '65. I, I feel like when we looked at it when we were heavily drinking in Florida for a bachelor party weekend. Uh, I, I feel like it's not, uh, how do I put it? It's too general, too vague, which may be a benefit. I'm no Supreme Court justice, of course. I'm just, you know, someone, you know, in a, in a podcast room uh, talking about this shit. Um, let's see. All right, so it's from 65... Uh, Higher Education Act of 65 and student loans. I just want to get the exact quote and then you can you can listen for yourself and decide uh, what, what you think it, it should be uh, or how it should be interpreted in terms of Supreme Court uh, justices. I guess I didn't realize that people were saying this is how they should have gone. This was the route they should have gone with in the beginning. I'm not sure if they were trying to avoid precedent here or... Uh, you know, if they were thinking, well, let's start with this light thing and then we could provide something else later with this other one. I I, I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I don't know. Maybe I'm finding it as more 
specific, or maybe it's just the way that certain reporters are, are writing this out here, but uh, essentially under the Higher Education Act, uh, it, it grants the Secretary of Ed, in this case it's Miguel Cardona, uh, the, the right to compromise, waive, or release loans under certain circumstances. Uh, which seems like a good path, but I, I don't know. I feel like there, it's, it seems like it could be too... Ge- I don't think it expressly says stuff about student loans unless there's something that I'm missing here. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I, it. I mean, I'm sure there will be heavy opposition to this, but we're looking at least at, uh, you know, a year or so. Like, I don't even know how long can we expect for student loan forgiveness. I mean, look, look at how long it took this time um, to get the no answer from uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, here's what Barra was going to expect next. I can't speak today, apparently. Kai has one drink so far. Uh, timeline itself, I know that p- payments are going to be starting again. Um, yeah, payments restarting. There's an on-ramp to restarted payments, a chance to get back up and running. It sounds like there won't be such harsh penalties. Um, and again, the concerns about the economy itself. <clears throat> um, still options with uh, public service, loan forgiveness, and stuff like that. I don't know. It, it seems like we're looking at a long, a long, uh, a long road here. So I guess we'll keep an eye out on that. We're not surprised the Supreme Court uh, decided how it did. Uh, I believe affirmative action was also... Uh, <laughs> considerations for race were not also uh, included, which is potentially going to hurt, uh, you know, minorities in, in uh, college entrance. But that's a whole nother mess that, you know, I just don't know if I have the energy for that. Um, it sounds like for the city of Chicago, though, the, the new mayor uh, basically replaced most of the Board of Education. Uh, granted, a little bit controversial that, you know, the board is chosen by the mayor because the our district is you know heavily controlled by our city government um but yeah sounds like so they the people that he were putting he was putting in there we have consultants lawyers bankers uh it sounds like seven seats were replaced compared to the uh the the lightfoot administration um there's a video playing sorry uh, where does it say that, though? That's from the other, I don't know, the stuff on student loan forgiveness. Now, the Chicago School Board uh, clearly hasn't done a good job in a very long time. Now, Brandon Johnson, he is our mayor in Chicago now, and he is a former a former teacher. Um, should I just look up members? I don't know. There you go, Chicago Board of Education. I mean, granted, it's not going to be people that are immediately put in there. Um. Miguel Delvalle, Delval, Joyce Chapman, Sulam, Sulama Midran, I'm not going to try, Paige Ponder, Michael, Michael Scott? Michael Scott Jr.? Weird. Um, so yeah, three of them were appointed by Lightfoot, that is Novak, Ponder, and Scott. Uh, known for being leaders in social, civic, and cultural affairs. Uh, so how do we get to where we are now with not <laughs> protecting uh, low-income neighborhoods and their schools itself? 
I guess here's a big indicator. A lot of them went to magnet schools uh, and have fancy degrees from fancy colleges itself. So they don't know the experience of, you know, a poor school on the South Side um, because they went to a magnet. I'm not saying they don't know what it's like on the South Side because I don't know their backgrounds entirely. Um, but I'm hoping with a new board and a new mayor and a new teacher contract coming up um, that, that, you know, things are a little bit better when it comes to the, the, uh, the front of funding education and, and all of that. Um, that said, you know, our contract's coming up. I feel relatively good about it that we might not have to go on strike. I am seeing, though, that there is uh, a bunch of teachers in the UK, uh, in England, who are potentially about to launch one of the biggest strikes in decades uh, over the issue of pay, which I think most of the time when there's some sort of strike, if pay is even mentioned, even for a minute, even if there's 50 other things related to helping students, immediately vilifying teachers for trying to get the bag, as they say, uh, despite being underpaid. Now, um, let's see what, what a strike action looks like. I'm mumbling through because I'm just reading it in my head. Uh, it's not just going to be our union people with a strike ballot. There will also be head teachers unions and the prospect of whatever that acronym is uh, on the ballot to strike. The government, and this is in the UK again, uh, England specifically, the government could be faced with a very real prospect of a united front demanding a change of course. Uh, they're recommending 6.5% pay increases for teachers. I don't even know. What is, what is the average salary of a teacher in England? <clears throat> Jesus. Glassdoor is saying 24,000 to 45,000 euro. So let's just say it's 35,000 euro to American dollars. I know the exchange rate was rough like 10 years ago, but now... <clears throat> okay, so that's about thirty-seven, thirty-eight thousand dollars. That's the average. Uh, so just as shit poor, <laughs> fucking pay as a lot of teachers in the United States. Um, do you like honestly, as someone listening right now? I don't know where people are at. Um, necessarily, who are listening? Is there is there truly going to be a moment when there is change about teacher pay? It's a joke. You know, all the time, whenever any movie about a, a, a teacher or where a teacher is in there, it's mentioned. There's TV shows now. Uh, Abbott Elementary is now a thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe my union, the Chicago Teachers Union, maybe that'll be like a, a what do you call it? A front runner or a, a, a wall breaker, like first one through the wall type of thing. Because just they're, they're so... When is it finally going to... Like everyone claims that they're on board with this the average person when they talk about teachers as long as they're not uh, being shitty they will say oh they're so underpaid they're so underappreciated in our society but nothing has fucking changed in decades you know are we gonna get there to a certain point um and, and i bet you money if i were to go and this is in the uk if i were to go to the comments i'm sure that there's some bullshit on here where people are like ah they're just being greedy they got to be doing it for the love of the game uh and maybe that is something where they people they want the right people that are in this position. But if you made it more lucrative, wouldn't you get even more highly qualified people to do it? I know I'm stating things that people have said for very long times, very long times, a very long time. But when is it finally going to be like, you know, there's been 
truly decades of this profession being disrespected, underpaid, uh, undervalued, and, and not given the resources. But you got to figure with inflation in the, in the U.S. or in the U.K., it just is not matching up. Like inflation between, when did I start? 2017 to 2023. Uh, how much has inflation impacted during that period of time? Between 2017 and 2023, this is not, you know, I'm just on Google right now, uh, 3.34% per year, which means the total inflation amount of 22%. 22%. I think that our, our salaries go up about 3 to 4. No, I'm sorry, 1, one to 3% per year. So if we're talking... Uh, we're quite literally about half the pace of inflation. So our salaries between the period of 2017 to 2023 have gone up about eh, 10 to 12%. Meanwhile, inflation is going up 21 to 22%. So even though, yeah, it looks better that salaries are going up for teachers to account for uh, inflation, it's not actually matching inflation, which is the problem with our district doing five-year contracts or whatever it is. Because you don't want the contract to be so short that you might have to be on strike or negotiating too often, but it can't be so long that you are completely screwed. <laughs> like, let's not, uh, let's not even mention the fact that if you coach for truly thousands of hours for your season and countless nights when you are, you know, potentially driving your student athletes to and from or paying for transportation or paying for supplies or whatever, you only get about $5,000 before taxes to coach, to be the head coach of a sport. In some cases, 6,000. That's it. That for sure didn't go up with the new contract. I think they were like, we'll give every coach one stipend if they coached in the last five years. We'll give them all $600 as if that like erased the big issue um, of underpaying coaches. It, it, which is, especially when you, you use the argument of, well, that's where funding goes, is to, to sports, because sports potentially bring in money, but it never goes to the coaches, you know? Unless you work for like a big-time university or a professional team, that money's not going to coaches. They're screwed. Let's see. <clears throat> something about teacher of the year in Arkansas. Don't care about that. Here's, here it is. I had to find it real quick. Uh, Peterson City uh, Public Schools. This is in uh, Peters, or sorry, Petersburg City. This is in uh, Virginia. They are offering teachers up to five, up to, not just offering, up to $5,000 uh, in a bonus if they are a new teacher. Now, there's nothing in here about, well, the press release is very short, honestly. It's, it's a, a school district that is hiring multiple positions. And if you're hired, you could, you could, it's not saying you will, get a bonus of up to, so it's not saying even that you would guarantee $5,000, but you could get a bonus of up to $5,000. Uh, administrator, I can't, see, I can't fucking speak. Administrators, staff members, teachers, that big bonus is only offered for teachers. Interesting. Uh, but here's the thing. Have they incentivized returning teacher? What if you're a second year teacher, for example? You're on the brink of fucking quitting. And you see that someone that just got in, they are going to be 
getting that five, they're, they're essentially earning more than someone who was there for uh, a year prior to. I'm not saying it's bad to incentivize that, but maybe to incentivize new teachers coming in. But that sucks if you're an existing teacher. Oh, man, what a mess. This is getting very financially based for, for this week. Um, but with stuff like student loans and, st- you know, being, uh, or forgiveness being shot down and British teachers, excuse me, British teachers going on strike actually over the issue of pay. And let's fucking finally call a spade a spade and stop saying, yeah, let's make the number one thing the pay for teachers. Just for once. We're going to be vilified when we go on strike next or when we are negotiating for a, a better contract. Can we just make pay? the you know, you know, can we just make pay the number one thing? You know, like, yeah, funding for the schools and mental health supports for students and all that stuff. I, I'm not saying it's, it's fluff, but I feel like that the pay element kind of gets diminished because we have all these other things. And, and, and sometimes if you have the financial resources for for teachers and staff where they can actually take care of their own lives it might solve a few issues you know let's finally stop saying that we're undervalued and let's stop doing this condescending nurses and teacher appreciation week sharing a week where i get 20% off at red robin and just include it in contract negotiations where it's like yes pay is the issue we're going to go after that's our number one for once. Because even our strikes can't be, I'm, I'm going to use the word, but it's not what I mean. Even our strikes can't be selfish. Our strikes for our jobs still have to be about doing the job, not about us as human beings and workers. And I'm not saying it's right. Like the, the stuff that we went for last time, I agreed with. Mental health services and supports for students, um, after school programs, uh, funding for repairs and things like that for underprivileged schools. All of that is good, and I agree. And my students benefit from that. But it would be nice to just go for it and say, hey, yeah, we could use a little more money. It's expensive where I, it's expensive as shit. I'm never going to own a home at this rate. Uh, just because I, I, don't, I don't have $2 million to buy a home. You know? And I want to live where I want to live. Uh, but that's not possible. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I think this upcoming year is our last. So that means not not this school year, but the next one. So school year 25, 2024 to 2025. We could be striking. We're for sure we'll, the union will be negotiating the contract. But uh, I guess we'll see. So right now it looks like the uh, student loan stuff will have to wait. What happens with teacher salaries in Chicago will have to wait. What happens with uh, teachers in England and their salaries, that'll have to wait too. And, you know, I guess we will <clears throat> we will see. But it looks like the student loan stuff, I did actually find it. The education department, uh, using that tax information to automatically enroll in the program, it won't be fully up and running until 2024 if things were to go well. So, again, we're looking at about a year, six months to a year for plan B on student loan forgiveness. So keep your eyes or ears peeled on that one, I guess. Uh, but hey, thank you guys for, for listening to this one. Again, very financially based episode on this one. Uh, teachers get in the bag, I guess, uh, for once. They're not getting it. Uh, yeah, put that in brackets. Teachers not getting the bag. Um, but hey, if you want to support the show, speaking of teachers getting the bag, 
Go to patreon.com slash classroombrew to get to support the show. Uh, I got a wedding pay, to pay for, but also you get some benefits for that. You get exclusive access to video content, behind the scenes, bonus episodes, full video podcasts, uh, stuff that is only available for patrons, including the, like, the, the koozies to put your, your drink in with the logo on it. We've got shot glasses, t-shirts, coasters. Uh, we got to get some more merch items and send those out uh, pretty soon. But with the wedding planning, it's just been uh, pretty busy. So patreon.com slash classroombrew. I believe there is a $2, $4, and $7 tier. You can take a look at the benefits for each of those. But of course, anything is appreciated. So thank you very much for considering that. So thanks so much, guys. Uh, classroombrew at gmail.com. If you want to reach out, be on the show, send me anything, whatever it may be. And then just follow us on social media. Again, just search us. We don't have any numbers or anything like that after our our name, just Classroom Brew on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, all of it. But hey, I uh, hope the uh, summer's going well. If you're doing summer school, hope it's over very soon so you can enjoy some of your summer for once. Uh, but until next week, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.